We're reading Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Interestingly, the whole flow of Jesus' phrasing here carries a sense of like the ridiculousness that anyone could possibly imagine otherwise than what he says. It begins in the imperative form, right? Jesus is he's commanding them, ask, it will be given to you. Seek, you will find. Knock, it will be open to you. And then he throws in this Greek word, pas, which basically means all or every. It's totally all-encompassing. So he says, everyone who asks, not some people who ask, but everyone who asks, they will receive. Everyone who is seeking, they will find. Everyone who is knocking, it will be opened. Every time to everyone. Now you might be thinking, well, this has not been my experience. And then he arrives at the heart of the matter. In almost an incredulous tone, he says, Who among you, when your son asks for bread, gives a stone? Or when he asks for fish, gives a serpent? Therefore, you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more so your Father in heaven will he give good gifts to those asking him? Now, what's going on here is, is happening throughout the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is resetting our fundamental relationship with God. God is not an impersonal, capricious deity that we must oblige and humor and stroke the ego of and not make angry. No, no, no. That's how the pagans pray to their gods. That's the pagan relationship with other gods. That's our human relationship with our idols, with our work, with our relationships. It's super capricious. We don't know if we can de depend on it. We don't know if it's reliable. Um, that's that uncertainty in every aspect of our life. But that's not who your God is, says Jesus. You have a good father. And even though you know very little of goodness, because your heart is so twisted up inside, you have a good father who is always dependable every time, even when it doesn't feel like it. You know little of goodness, and yet you still have enough affection and compassion in your heart that when your child asks for bread, you give it to them. How much more so your father, who is pure goodness, will give you what you ask? See, Jesus is asking us to reimagine what our relationship with God would look like, how it would feel if we knew deep down into the furthest crevices of our soul that our creator was a good father and we were his beloved children. I mean, we would run to him and ask him for everything. We wouldn't even ask him things for ourselves, but we would ask him to fix things in the world. We would ask him questions about why the world works. We would just trust him. He would be our rock, our, our utter ground of reliability. 
And being a good father, he would give everything to us. He would give all to us with abandon. And even when he would not give what we think we're asking for, we would learn in time that it was because what we asked for was in fact going to harm us without us knowing it. But he's a good father. He understands what it means to mature and to grow and to live life to the fullest. He knew that what we were really asking for would harm that life and therefore he withheld it like a good father would. You don't have a God you have to please. You have a father already pleased. It is for you to live in the light of that pleasure that is already yours. Now, I dare say many of us are so afraid to take Jesus's words to heart, to ask and to seek and to knock because we're not sure God is a good father. And we're not sure because somewhere along the way, or perhaps in many places, we did ask for something that our hearts deeply wanted, thought that was deeply good and right, and we didn't receive it. And we're, and that cast doubt on the whole relationship. If he is a good father, why wouldn't he have given me this? Why wouldn't he have saved this person? Why wouldn't he have protected my job? Whatever it is. My mother and father gave my brothers and I many good things growing up. Many things, most of the things they gave us, we took for granted because we just assumed they were the givens of the world. Like bread, like a roof over our head, like school supplies and rides to school. We just took those for granted because we thought that's just the way the world works. Not understanding the sacrifices that mom and dad made to give them to us. But mom and dad also withheld many things that I asked for. They withheld them. They said no. And then they were subjected to my tantrums because I interpreted their withholding as a lack of love for me. But I grew up. I became an adult. And as I look back on my childhood, I see the wisdom and I see the pain in their love. I see their hearts that would never withhold food or shelter or love to their children who needed it. I see them teaching me that what I really need to live an abundant life and what I don't need to live an abundant life, even if I thought I did. My heart didn't understand the good things of life, the good gifts of life. It thought it needed some things which they taught by withholding them. No, actually, you don't. They formed my heart. They formed what I love toward the right things. And through it all, because I trusted them, I never stopped asking. And they never stopped giving me the good things needed to shape me into a mature human who loves well. Ask, seek, knock. You will not be turned away, but given the kingdom, given the bread of life, forgiveness, grace, acceptance, and abundance. And even when you perceive that God is withholding something from you, you can be sure because you look at Jesus that this is a good father who aims at nothing short of giving you life and abundance, which requires we learn what is most necessary to live 
and what distracts us from that abundant life. Father, I acknowledge the fear in my friends who were not given something or maybe who had a gift taken away from them, like a loved one or a hard season in their life or a current season without answers. And they're afraid to ask, to seek, or to knock because they just want to hold on to what they do have to bunker in. But we look at you, Jesus, and we see the way you live, the recklessness by which you lived, the love and the life that poured out of you. And that love and life was only possible because you fully trusted the Father. You knew he was good and that good things were coming and were already present. So Lord, I just pray that you fill those listening with courage, with a new courage and a new faith that knows you're good and that demands that you be a good father. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.